Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it clickbait or is it actually art? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I do think... Yeah, that's what it is. It's art. I'm not a clickbaiter. (laughs) But I and, really and Ali A is goddamn Picasso. All right, guys, clickbait. Girls in bikinis, red arrows, red circles, Ali A. We're talking about it all today. We're going to go deep in on clickbait. Is it wrong? Is it right? Do you need to do it? Is Who it would lie in a YouTube title? That's the question Who we're asking would? today. That is despicable. Throw them in jail. I say, throw them in jail. Who would clickbait? Definitely not me, ever. Not once in my life. So clickbait, guys, it's something that is a massive part for every YouTuber. I feel like it's something that all audiences want to talk about. It's annoying for people, but it drags them in. So we're going to talk about everything today. But I guess to kick off, Elliot, what do you think your definition of clickbait is? I mean, it's kind of interesting. The definition of clickbait changes so much depending on who you ask or who you talk to or even like over the years, what people consider clickbait has changed True. so, so much. Like a, like, mm-hmm. like five years ago, what was considered clickbait is now just considered a standard YouTube thumbnail. But I mean, for me, I would say clickbait is when you generally create a title and or thumbnail to get people to click on your video that isn't necessarily representative of what actually happens you know whether it's a full yeah. lie about what's in the content or whether it's just kind of pushing the truth literally a, little a bit. bait yeah just a bit of a bait you know a bait and switch like when everyone's tinder dating profile pictures aren't necessarily really the most accurate thing of how they might look <laughs> when you meet them on the date you know i, I feel like that's a decent <laughs> example it's a bait it's a bait yeah, it's a bait i think that's true and i think that's a really important thing to distinguish and that being the difference between click bait and click manipulation because I think this is where people get frustrated and I think audiences a lot of times get annoyed about clickbait but really there's a difference between clickbait and click manipulation and for me I think clickbait is not inherently a bad thing I feel like clickbait as a word has kind of negative connotations but I actually think that clickbait can be a great thing and it's kind of necessary to an extent YouTube is a bloody saturated world out there right now. There is literally hundreds of thousands of videos being uploaded every day. And if you want to get someone to click on yours, it's really, really important that you have an attractive title and thumbnail and a video that literally gets people to click. It gives them a taste of what they can expect. But I actually think that that's the main distinguisher, that the title and thumbnail gives them an indication or a teaser as to what they can expect. I think when it draws the line and when it gets into click manipulation or click lying, which is what people hate, it's where it feels literally like a lie. Like you clicked on something thinking you were going to get X and you actually ended up getting Y. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing, and it's like you say, it's kind of something you have to do, is how it's changed. Like, I remember when I first started posting videos five years ago, right? I would, my titles and thumbnails for my TF2 videos were literally not clickbait at all. It would be a factual statement about what happened in the video. But if I put a red arrow in my thumbnail, people would be like, oh, this is clickbait. Look at him being a clickbaiting YouTuber. And it was just mm -hmm. like at, back then, about five years ago, if you were to create any kind of, uh, I guess you'd just title them aggressive thumbnail, you know, red text, yeah. red arrows, red circles, kind of like things Anything that you see is that very- Anything that didn't look like it was a direct- Basically, if it wasn't a screenshot of the video, then you're a clickbaiter. And that used to be YouTube. YouTube was very, very like, I mean, wholesome back in the day. The reality is that now- YouTube, for pretty much everyone who does it full-time, it is now a business. People now study the algorithm. They're looking at click-through rates and mm -hmm. anything to get those things up. So, I mean, now it's really just the question of trying to create, I mean, the, just the importance of, of a title and thumbnail that gets people to click your video is, is just so absolutely critical and i think these days you're see, seeing people kind of push that more and more and more and i think that kind of brings us i, I think into a, into a good little topic which is the the different types and i guess the different the different levels of of clickbait because yeah i mean i think on on the on the absolute base level you can talk about stuff that is in no way clickbait at all surely which is where you get uh, you know, maybe just like a, literally a screenshot of the video with, uh, you know, just like a title that factually says exactly what happens, right? The yeah. reality is almost every title and thumbnail you see on YouTube is by some definition and to a degree clickbait because ultimately yeah. that's what every YouTube is trying to do. They're trying to get you to click the video and yeah. to get you to click the video, it needs to seem more enticing than any other video out there. And a lot of the time, the only way to do that is by pushing the reality a little bit more than what you actually managed to achieve in the video mm -hmm. itself. I think a really good entry point, and I think a really good uh, point to talk about, what I actually think is pretty much the lowest level of clickbait uh, out there on YouTube is like the David Dobrik style. Because, I mean, I I've got his thumbnails up on another screen right now. And, you know, going through them, they're actually... Uh, all, <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing about David Dobrik, this guy does crazy stuff. He does. He is yeah. an absolute madman. A lot of YouTubers <laughs> would be like, I drove my convertible into a car wash. And it would be like them being like, oh, we're going to do no, it. And didn't. then they put the roof up at the last minute. Or they'd be like, I blew up my backyard. And it would be them like lighting a firecracker off. No, no, no. David Dobrik actually blows up his backyard. But I mean, yeah. you know, the, the part where, you know, you can be like, okay, this is the elements in there is it's like, you know, the title he had a couple of days ago. She tried making out with me. Caught. You know, he didn't actually catch Corinna seriously trying to make out with him and like get it as some exposed video, right? She was there. Yeah. She saw the camera. She's playing it up for the camera. But obviously the whole like, oh my God, Corinna tried making out with me, guys. Like I secretly recorded her. That's a good title. That's a good thumbnail. Yeah. That's going to get clicks. And that is the minor manipulation there. It's not, if you were to title that video literally, it's Corinna and me playing around pretending she wants to kiss me for a video. Obviously, yes. he went with the better title there. And that, yeah. you know, is in no way, in my opinion, bad clickbait. That's just, in, that, that's the entertainment that he's providing in that video. And do you know what I think that does touch on though, which is a type of clickbait? For me, I'm going to call it 
the teenage boy clickbait where it's like you're going to clickbait them with something that makes the teenage boys think they're going to get something a little bit risque on YouTube. And it's like she kissed him. We made out. Or you know who did it really well back in the day? Jake Paul when he was dating whoever he was dating. And it would be girls in bikinis, girls with like the censored sign in the thumbnails. And it would be a thumbnail that teenage boys would see and they'd click on it being like, oh, maybe I'll catch a little bit of side boob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you never would because obviously that content can't go on YouTube. So it's clickbait to me. That that teases someone in that they're going to get something a little bit more than what they bargained for. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Or like, you know, I'm looking at another David Dobrik one from a few weeks or like a few months ago now, actually, which is Corinna when they had the the giant foam experiment one that went mega viral. And like the mm-hmm. thumbnail is Corinna in a bikini top with her boobs pretty out with the foam behind her, right? Like if yeah. you're doing a totally objectively accurate thumbnail, like... Corinna in a bikini isn't really a big part of that video, but man, does it pull clicks. And that's that kind yeah. of, I think, the way you you know you go from that blend where it's, it's not a lie. The thumbnail's not totally inaccurate. Corinna's in the video, a bunch of foams in the video, nothing inherently untrue, but you're definitely kind of prioritizing, you know, the ability to get those elements in there. Because once again, you just know it's going to get more clicks. And there's, yeah. I mean, something to talk about later, but whether or not there's something wrong with that or right with that, you know, is is something we'll chat about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that definitely that that kind of like sexual sexualization of thumbnails is like the easiest clickbait that's existed for the longest time. I think I think actually the the original problem the YouTube algorithm used to have this is like back in the like seven years ago, um, you know, not too far after it first started. The YouTube algorithm used to only analyze how good a video was in terms of whether it wants to promote it based on its click-through rate. So how many people click the video when they see it in their suggested tab? That was how YouTube decided if they were gonna promote the video more. So naturally, everyone's sidebar just became nothing but pictures of bikinis and like and like girls sit in bikinis with really, really big boobs would be like the entire suggested feed. And the videos would have nothing to do with it, but that was just what was getting click-through rate. That's like the, yeah, I would yeah. say that type of clickbait is the the oldest one in the book and still <laughs> the most effective <laughs> for real and i think now you see iterations of it with like what logan paul and his crew is doing by having like porn stars and stuff in their video oh, yeah. like i think that is taking it to the next level where it's literally like here's something that you're going to get that you couldn't often find on youtube yeah and i think honestly they know their audience they know their demographic and it's working. And I think that's where that's where the whole point of clickbait takes it back to. It's like picking the most enticing bit of the video and giving it to them as the thumbnail and title. Yeah. And even if that part of the video video is only like one frame or one second, you can be like, it's yeah. in the video. It's part of my title, part of my thumbnail. Like, that's it. Which I think, you yeah. know, is a good segue on to the, the second type of clickbait we were going to talk about, which was uh, the... The blood, the blood line, the the misleading but not totally untrue type of title and thumbnail, which is where I think you you probably see that a lot more commonly in in YouTube, where people will try and create titles and thumbnails which make things seem slightly more crazy. You know, like I, I'll own one that I did a few days ago, for example, which was um, <laughs> fess up. 
Yeah, no, totally. Because I, you know, I think it's a good example of one where I kind of, I, was the title a lie? No. But was I conscious of the fact that I'm probably slightly pushing the reality of what happened? Yes. I did a, a glitch video where we were like, you know, getting a bunch of unlimited materials in game, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, during that glitch video, um, Fortnite detected that we had a bunch of people in a group and that we were quote unquote teaming. So it started in the kill feed saying, Joe was struck by the banhammer. Bob was struck by the banhammer. And then it ended up, I got hit by it as well. It was like Muselk was struck by the banhammer. I tied, and really, I only just got kicked from that game. Got kicked back to the main menu and said, uh, you know, Muselk was struck by the banhammer. And then you are being kicked from this game. Don't team. But I, my account's fine. I can queue into a game immediately after. Doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But the video title is like, this glitch got me banned. Right. Now, generally, mm. now, is that untrue? No, I got struck by the banhammer. But generally, your assumption with a title like that would be that, you know, you, yep. your account got banned banned. And cheeky. It's like, it, once again, not a lie, but cheeky and definitely to a degree not totally transparent and a little bit misleading. So, and I think that kind of leads into a type of clickbait that I was thinking about as well, which is like the question clickbait. And I think a question mark is a classic <laughs> clickbait. Yeah. You see it a lot with like the vloggers and it's like, yeah, this is why I'm going to quit YouTube. Yeah. Well, as soon as I see up. a question mark in a title, I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever the title is, is not, is the, is, they're doing the opposite. They're not doing that. Yeah. So if it's, I'm quitting YouTube, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark, then you're like, okay, you're not <laughs> quitting YouTube. Like, that's why you put the question mark there. Or we're breaking up, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark. It's yeah. like, no, okay, you're not breaking up, right? Like, yeah. that, that's the classic, like, you, you know that that, you know that you breaking up would be a good title. You know that you quitting YouTube would be a good title but you know you're, you're not, not actually doing lie. it and like and that it would just be a factual undeniable <laughs> lie if you made that your title so you just put a question mark Chuck at the end and then it's like what do you mean guys are we are mark. we i don't know click find out <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's true okay next type of the next type of clickbait content i want to talk about is one that is near and dear to your heart i believe and it's a little bit of the red arrow and the red circle Talk to me not about clickbait. it. I don't want to not say clickbait. that this inherently. That, no, it was. Yeah. It's just. It's factually like. It's. It's not clickbait in what should be considered. Clickbait is once again misleading. Then there's just creating a visually engaging title and thumbnail. You red arrow is one of those things that you know, kind of understandably. I feel like they have a lot of negative association around them. People do associate them with clickbait YouTubers, for example, like people who put like red circles on stuff. Same kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's just something that's proven to draw people's eyes to a thumbnail, which makes them linger on the thumbnail more, which makes them more likely to click. Which in turn means that it, it it's just smart. It's just the smart thing to do for yeah. a thumbnail in certain instances. Don't want to overuse it because then it becomes your brand. But absolutely, I, I think almost every single YouTuber will do it. Lannan does it, PewDiePie does it, I do it, Lockie does it. Every YouTuber I know has done red arrows. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, and sure. It, yeah. And, and honestly, if you're someone in the comment section who says, you clickbaited me with a red arrow, you're, you're, you're dumb. It's not clickbait. <laughs> Sorry. You're just wrong. Okay. So in your experience, where have you seen clickbait 
playing a big part because I remember back in the peak Fortnite days, it was an insane environment between you and all the other YouTubers that were doing Fortnite content. There was so much content being pumped out. A lot of people were having similar ideas. It was heavily reliant on the fact that the game was updating regularly. And therefore, I think you saw a huge competition of people creating similar content that were sort of really vying for people's eyeballs and I remember there being like a lot of discussion around like titling and thumbnails and how you do it at that point so what what did you see I guess most yeah I mean for me I think it's kind of crazy when you when you reflect back but if you go back and look at YouTuber thumbnails um like like Fortnite fully redefined I think at least in the gaming space what is clickbait like like titles that now you see almost every Fortnite YouTuber doing on the regular would have two years ago been considered like deep, deep clickbait levels. And now to be considered hmm. a deep, deep clickbaiter, you basically have to just factually lie in a title, <laughs> you know, like you even see, you know, these days you see a lot of really, really good YouTubers like um, like McCreamy, uh, for example, who makes really, really good content um but like we'll just we'll even he'll do titles that are basically just lies but but they're not seen as like bad anymore you know like i think it was one a few weeks yeah. ago the longest win streak in fortnite history and it's not it's it's 10 wins in squads it's just factually not the longest win in fortnite history it might be like a personal record but you know it's it's one of those things where these days that's just seen as a totally like normal okay thing to do but i think yeah i i know for personally that where it really got out of control in the fortnite space was around especially with a game that updates as regularly as uh it's almost like an arms race clickbait actually that's how i would describe it within the fortnite space it's it's almost like you know you, you got russia you got the usa you got all the big powers and they're all kind of like vying to be like the big dog in the world and because of that, you see everyone in Fortnite trying to one-up each other. And it started by people just, you know, coming up with with better ideas and better content and better just all that kind of thing in general when the game first came out. But then very quickly, people figured out that everyone's kind of doing the same thing. You know, the game would update every week and everyone would make a video on the new weapon. Yeah. So it kind of became like, okay... How do I have my title and thumbnail be the title and thumbnail people click when the new weapon comes out? And initially yeah. that went from changing it from, you know, new gun in Fortnite to like this new gun is OP, you know, basically being mm -hmm. like, I did something with it that's just crazy. Or then it went to, I totally broke the new gun in Fortnite. He'd be like, oh my God, like he did something really dumb with it. But then yeah. it had this interesting... Uh, but there was nothing inherently wrong with those titles, you know? They were just getting more and more aggressive. The The point where I realized it went a little bit too far um, was... Uh, I don't get me wrong. I love I love Ali. He's one of my favorite people. Tea. No, no, no. Well, I mean, it's not <laughs> T. I just know as content creators, a point for us where, you know, talking me, Lockie, Lannan, where it got a little bit... Uh, where we were like, oh my God, the clickbait is getting out of control and we don't think we can, like, go to that next level was where... Um, the the gun that would be coming out later that week say if they were adding you know a new assault rifle or a new sniper into the game uh it would like people would find out what that weapon was about two days before the actual update happened and mm -hmm. you know initially we were all fighting for those views the new weapon views on the update night when we made our video playing with it 
Then there was mm-hmm. one week where uh, Ali just started every single week from there on out doing uh, new assault rifle in Fortnite. Like but literally the same title that we would all do on update night, but he would make the video two days before the weapon even came out just to do a yeah. news video being like, this weapon is coming out. But he would already have the title. He would already have the thumbnail. Basically trying to make it look a little bit like it was him playing with it. And yeah. because of that, it would create viewer fatigue, which means when actual update night happened, everyone would get less views on those videos. So that was just like, yeah. I think that's a good example of like an arms race of clickbait within an individual genre, which is often how things yeah. happen. Because ultimately, even though YouTube is so big and really there's not, a ton of competition really between youtubers there's just too much competition that there can that there can be no competition generally in fortnite you've seen the entire level of clickbait in this game go up because there was a general arms race for the views where everyone's mm-hmm. fighting and fighting and fighting and while there's never going to be an instance where i'm like oh lachlan did this title so now i have to do that title generally the entire genre can have an increase yeah. in the overall levels of clickbait because even though you're not 1v1ing another channel if you know 80% of them start lifting up how aggressive their titles and thumbnails are if you're still operating down here then you will feel that so everyone yeah. kind of had to had to do that yeah yeah and i think that leads into a really good point and it was a question that i've seen quite a bit from viewers is to why do youtubers clickbait in the first place like why do it and I think it's like a lovely question to ask albeit perhaps a bit naive these days but I think it does raise a good point it's like why can't you just say what the video is and leave it at that and I think you made a good point there where it's like there is views on YouTube and yes there's a lot of potential views but if you're making content that's in a similar genre to other people you need to make sure that people are going to click on your video and not anyone else's. We live in a time where people have limited attention span and limited time to be online. And so you've got to make sure that people are literally spending the time to click on your video. And for me, like something that I know we talk about a lot and the success of a channel can ride really heavily on is the click-through rate of a video. And you mentioned it earlier, but it's literally when you see a video in your recommended, how likely are you to click on it? And it's a good point because a lot of people could have the best video in the world, but if you have a shitty title and thumbnail, it doesn't matter. No one's going to click on it. And therefore it's not going to be successful. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I I think that, I mean, really, really the clickbait, um, thing comes down to because i mean no one wants their audience to call them a clickbaiter everyone wants their audience to like them i think you know you know Mm -hmm. no one wants it really does suck if you post a video and people like oh i didn't enjoy the video or i think you clickbaited this you know everyone wants their audience to have a positive experience with their content but um you know when i think it comes down to two things it comes down to Number one, uh, feeling like you... I mean, I, I think there is a lot of pressure when you're a YouTuber. There's number one, there's the... When you look at it in an overall career aspect, there's the fact that you're always conscious that your time as a YouTuber is limited and you need to make hay while the sun shines. So you don't want to throw away potential views that you could otherwise get because, you know, in a few years from now you're not going to have, you probably won't even be a YouTuber anymore. So there's that, there's that pressure to try and maximize the views and all the engagement you're getting on a day-to-day basis. But I think ultimately what it comes down to is um, 
you know, when, when you're making a YouTube video, a lot of the time, um, you know, a lot of YouTubers spend, you know, say one to two full days recording the video, then another one to two full days editing the video, putting in memes, making sure the cuts are just where they want them. They create a, they create a video that they're, you know, really, really proud of, really, really happy of, and could be the greatest video they've ever made. The irony with YouTube is, to a degree, you can create the greatest YouTube video of all time. But if you don't have a good title and thumbnail, it won't get views. I could create a literal masterpiece, put it up on YouTube under a channel that isn't as big as mine, and it would just get nothing. Because the reality yeah. is YouTube really is driven by, you know, even though they're factoring in more elements now, like retention, click-through rate is still just so important on the platform. So like, ultimately, at the end of the day, you get to a point where you've spent four days making a video. You know that your audience is going to love it. You just know. You know that your audience is going to click it, and they're going to be like, wow, like the meme strat you're doing in this, and the editing you've done on this, and the commentary, it's fantastic. I love this bit of content. And then you're yeah. met with this dilemma. Do you go with a totally factual, totally accurate, not aggressive title and thumbnail and get a million views or do you you know chuck a red arrow in maybe tweak the title a little bit so <laughs> it's not arrow. you know so it's so it's you know it's suddenly you know for example with me with my skybridge me getting banned video i could have gone with a we built a giant skybridge and i could have gotten yeah. you know a million views or i could I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today call it this glitch got me banned two million mm -hmm. views or more literally and you know i'm thinking about the days that you know where me and the editors have been going in getting replay shots the amount of hours we spent with the twins recording that trying again and again and again to get the right gas pump where it worked and yeah. it's like i know ultimately this is a good video i know this is a video people will click and they will enjoy it so it's a really, really hard dilemma where you're like, while you don't want to lie and clickbait, at the same time, literally by changing two words around, you can double the performance of something that you've yeah. spent four full days working on and grinding on and putting it together. Changing those two words takes two seconds. And I think that's something where I want to like give props to the YouTubers because I think it's something that probably the audience doesn't notice because they're not meant to notice. That's the effect of it is people have no idea the level of thought and consideration that goes into a title and thumbnail. Like people think that the majority of your time is probably spent like making the video. I think the best YouTubers are spending a shitload of time thinking about how they're going to title and thumbnail a video. And I know because we've spent hours pouring over it with the click channel. I've seen how much you guys pour over it with your gaming videos, like the choice of words, literally down to like, should I include the word the in that title? Or should I include an exclamation mark? Should I do a dot dot at the end of the title? Like, should my 
Um, should my thumbnail have a red arrow here? Should the text be in green or red? And that's where I think it poses a really interesting argument as to is it clickbait or is it actually art? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I do think... Yeah, okay, that's what it is. It's art. I'm not a clickbaiter. <laughs> but I and, really and do Ali think... And that... is goddamn Picasso. <laughs> Ali A, you are Picasso at the clickbait thumbnail game. <laughs> but I do think it's an interesting point. And I think there is really an art to the title and thumbnailing game on YouTube and people that do it well and people that put an extra amount of effort into thinking about how they title and thumbnail their videos can be really well rewarded. And there's a delicate balance between it, you know, doing it well and going too far. But if you can create an appealing thumbnail that has elements in it that make someone want to click on it more than they want to click on something else in their feed, then that's something you've ultimately got to respect as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing is that um, is that more and more these days, you know, clickbait is constantly evolving. And it's, um, and like you say, you've got to these days, I think, find the balance between a thumbnail that uh, is really clickable, but more and more people are becoming attuned to what clickbait is. Like their brains are instantly recognizing it. Yeah. So what used to be a clickbait thumbnail in Fortnite is no longer a clickbait thumbnail. These days, a clickbait thumbnail is a lot more trying to go like screenshot style almost, trying to make it look like yeah. it's literally a picture from the game. And people see those and they're like, oh, it's literally a screenshot from the video, you know? Like, obviously it's, it's not, not clickbait. clickbait. People don't realize, man, the amount of time I will, like people will go in and I know every YouTuber does, they'll go, they'll get a screenshot of the background, then they'll get a screenshot of the character in first person POV. They paste them together and then say the video is like called aimbot.exe. They then go, they crop out damage numbers and they paste the damage numbers like 12 times over to make it look like their character is headshotting someone like 30 mm -hmm. times in the thumbnail. Those screenshots are not screenshots. And I guarantee you, most of the time, those screenshot thumbnails take a hell of a lot more work than the really arty clickbait classic style that you used to see in the game. So it's a thousand percent. And that's where I think some people are doing the click game, clickbait game really well. And one of the people that I think does the clickbait game the best is Mr. Beast. I think his thumbnails are really, really good because you look at them and they don't look that put together. Like no. if you pull up Mr. Beast's YouTube channel, they don't, he's not using huge red arrows all the time. He's not got that collage look to his thumbnails. They look like they could be a screenshot from the video. And if you look at his channel, he has a classic style that he uses a lot of times. He did it for like the 1 million Orbeez video. He did it for like the buying my girlfriend 20,000 roses for Valentine's video. And it's him in the middle of the screenshot of the thumbnail, sorry, surrounded by a bunch of stuff. And it's so effective because it looks like it could be literally just a screen grab from the video. But it's not. I guarantee you it's not. He's putting so much time and effort into making sure that the angle is right. How do you make sure that it looks you know, as big as possible. There is so much thought that goes into that. That is not a screen grab from the video. He's absolutely done a shoot to get that right. And I think how he's so successful with his clickbait is that 
he titles in such an effective way and he delivers. And that's the point that I want to get into is it's like, where does it go too far versus where it is effective? And I think the, the most important thing is when you're clickbaiting is that the viewer can't be disappointed when they click on the video. Yeah. It's yeah. not good if they click on the video thinking they're going to get one thing and they get something totally different. And that's why I think Mr. Beast is one of the best because he titles and thumbnails in a clickbaity way, but you click on the video and you're satisfied as a viewer. You yeah. know you're going to get it. And it's something that I've seen Logan Paul doing recently as well with his new style where he's doing... Um, the David more Dobrik-y. David Dobrik style. And I saw he uploaded a video the other day where it was like setting my best friend's art on fire or something. And you're like, okay, that's a clickbaity thumbnail. Sounds crazy. And then in the first five seconds, he delivers you a shot of him literally doing that later in the video. And I think that's why their content is doing really well because yeah. they're not just clickbaiting, but they're following it up with actually giving the viewer what they want, yeah. even if it is only a frame. You know, one of the, the interesting things that's like come from clickbait is that it used to be if you were, you know, doing an aggressive title and thumbnail, that was totally fine. But, um, or, you know, if you, if you titled or thumbnailed your video something aggressive, you just have that moment in the video and it was okay. These mm -hmm. days though, because people are so like clickbait conscious, you know, if you have something really, really cool that you genuinely do in the video, let's say you manage to like totally break Fortnite or something like that. Normally you'd probably put that at like the six, seven minute mark in the video and you'd title your video, we broke Fortnite. People watch the video, they know it's coming, they see it, done. These days though, if I title my video, I broke Fortnite and I actually did break Fortnite, I open the video, like you said, same yes. as Logan Paul did, with a little 10 second clip of me doing it to be like, hey, look, it ain't click, I did, we actually did it. We did it, <laughs> it happened, it was real, I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that probably leads into a good topic that I wanted to talk about. And it's a question that we got a bit on Twitter was, is it effective? Like, does clickbait work? And it's something that you touched on slightly earlier in the video. But I think clickbait really stems from a time where the YouTube algorithm was preferencing content that was just getting a lot of views. And other factors that might indicate an audience's satisfaction with the content, like your watch through percentage or your average view duration, that sort of thing didn't matter. All that mattered was getting a lot of views on your video. And if you got a lot of views on your video, YouTube would recommend it to a lot of people, which would mean you'd get a lot more views on your video. So all people cared about to an extent was having an insanely clickable thumbnail and title. And if you got the clicks, it didn't really matter if people were disappointed with the video because at least they clicked on it. Now, yeah. as time's gone on, I think the YouTube algorithm has gotten smarter and smarter and smarter. And now just having people click on your video isn't good enough. There is an absolutely critical metric that YouTubers should all be looking at it and it's your average view duration. So when you have a 10 minute video, what percentage of that video are people watching? And that's where I think the attitude around clickbait has started to change. Because if you have a clickbait title and thumbnail, you might have 100,000 people click on that. But if they immediately are unsatisfied and realize that whatever the video is, is totally not what you told them it was in the title and thumbnail, they're just gonna click off your average view duration is going to be shit and YouTube will recognize that as probably clickbait content and not recommend it to very many people. 
Yeah. Alternatively, if you have a great video, but no one's clicking on it, that's also not good. So I think there's a sweet spot now that people are looking for that some people do really well. Some people still don't do that well, where you have a really clickable title and thumbnail, but you also deliver on the content and yeah. the, the audience member is never disappointed. They're satisfied that they got what they came for. Yeah, 100%. These days, these days, the sweet spot is finding a title and thumbnail that is aggressive. You know, for example, it can be, it can even be a slight push of the truth of what happens in the video. But like you said, as long as what's in the video is good enough to satisfy mm -hmm. people who clicked it and enough to keep them watching, then YouTube considers that good. It sees good click through rate, it sees good view retention, and that's the sweet spot. Now, what you'd immediately think from that is that, okay, we've solved the problem, right? You know, ultimately, if people totally lie in a title and thumbnail these days, retention will be low because people will be annoyed when they see the video and the video won't do well. Um, so ultimately, you've got, sure, people can be a little bit aggressive on titles and thumbnails, but ultimately, the content still has to be good. But this brings us on to what I think is a really, really, really interesting final topic that I didn't even know this was a thing until about two days ago, which is that now clickbait has elevated to a point where it is going beyond just the title and thumbnail, and it's actually entering into the content itself. So people will have the clickbait title and thumbnail, and now to make sure that their engagement in the video is long they make that content in the video actually misleading almost like a almost like a magic trick so i think I, I linked you this video earlier this week but it went really really big on reddit that's where i saw it initially but it was uh, talking about um a lot of those channels like five minute crafts i think is what the channel's called it has like yeah. 60 million subscribers and in theory I, I mean, I, I still see them in my suggested. They're the people who just show how to, you know, they'll be like five cooking life hacks uh, or, you know, how to make a lolly dispenser from a Coke can or, you know, 27 creative ideas for like mini gadgets or something like that. Mm -hmm. But long story short, you know, this channel is, an, is a beautiful example of, you know, clickbait, but theoretically clickbait that doesn't have to be clickbait, you know, because they can show turning a, a Coke can into a candy dispenser machine, right? Which yeah. ultimately is something you can do and they can show how to do in the video. Um, and, you know, it's a really, really good thumbnail. It's a really, really good title. And ultimately they can deliver on the content. Theoretically, that should be the perfect mix, right? Where, yeah. sure, is it really, really good titles and thumbnails? Yes, but it doesn't mean it's clickbait. But this is the crazy thing. I did not know that this was a thing that people did, but people realize that if you make, so we'll use what they used in this video as the example. They do videos where it's like, uh, you know, five, um, you know, cooking life hacks that professional yep. chefs use. And what what this company has clearly done is they've realized, because that's what they are, it's run by a company. These None of these channels are run by like individual creators. Um, what these companies have realized is that if they were to show actual cooking tips, you know, like actual pro tips, number one, they wouldn't be as impressive. And if something, the more impressive something is, the more likely someone is to stay on the video to see the next one. Cause like, oh my God, that was amazing. I can't wait to see what the mm -hmm. next one is. This mm -hmm. is crazy stuff I didn't know. So number one, 
uh, you know, they're not as impressive if they're real. But number two, they also take longer to show. And the longer something takes to show, the more likely someone is to lose engagement and then leave the video. So what these channels do is they go like five pro cooking tips, you know? Is that, an, is that a really good title and thumbnail? Yeah, really, really good. Really, really smart. Not clickbait, yeah. not a lie. But then in the content itself, they, they don't work. The tips they give you are factual. They, they're just lies. They just don't <laughs> function. I like So in this video Give that she... Example. So yeah, so in this video she shows uh, the 5 Minute Craft channel, they, they get like a cup, right? They get like a cup and they're like, oh, okay. So all you got to do, this is a pro cooking tip for making cupcakes. Put a bit of cocoa powder in, chuck a bit of milk in, you chuck a little bit of flour in, put it in the microwave for 30 seconds and they pull it out and it is a beautifully formed chocolate cupcake. Like absolutely stunningly perfectly done. And then they show a spoon going in and it's like a beautiful cupcake. Like, you know, like any decent chef would be able to make. Like, and you're watching that. And you're watching that. And you're just like, wow, how didn't I know my whole life that all I had to do was put a bit of cocoa powder, flour and milk into a cup and I can get a perfect cupcake. That's crazy. And then you want to watch the next one. In reality, you do that. You microwave it for 30 seconds. You pull it out. No surprise, you have a chocolatey, flowery, milky sludge that is not even anything like a cupcake. Second thing they try and show, like you get um, whatever the, you know, you get egg whites, egg whites, sugar, whatever the mix for a meringue is, chuck it in the microwave for 30 seconds and they pull out these beautifully crispy meringues. She shows you actually doing that in reality. You get this like sponge, weird, not tasty no. thing. Like... <laughs> So literally what these channels are doing now is they're realizing that, um, that that clickbait now has moved off being just titles and thumbnails. It's now the content itself. You factually lie in these videos, which are, you know, a tutorial video, right? That is at the most basic level, the one thing on YouTube that should not be misleading at all, you know? I've seen videos like Logan Paul, right, with his vlogs. And in the vlog, he would be like, I jumped over a Lamborghini. And he has a Lamborghini driving at him and he like jumps over it as it goes under. In reality, if you watch it slowly, you can tell he's actually standing not in line with the Lamborghini yeah. and he jumps so that it couldn't hit him anyway. But you know, that's a vlog, it's entertainment, there's no harm done there. This is a literal tutorial video. How, How many freaking people went out and spent money on cocoa powder and milk and flour <laughs> and then cooked it and were like, what the hell? Am I just dumb? How am I how am I screwing up a microwave? No, content now, the clickbait, because because that's the thing. The YouTube algorithm it, it's real. Long story short, you know what's you know what it's interesting? You know what it comes down to? Ultimately, what YouTube has been from day dot to where we are now is gaming the YouTube algorithm. That's what YouTube is. YouTube is not, it's not the people who watch it. It's no individual making a decision. It is understanding what the algorithm rewards when it comes to picking what videos it wants to suggest and then learning how to optimize your video to look good in that algorithm. Back in the day, it was pure click-through rate, right? It's, and it sucks mm -hmm. to say because you'd you like to think that it's quality content that goes up on YouTube, but no, um, you know, back in the day, oh. yeah, but but back in the day, you know, that was purely decided by thumbnails. That is what the YouTube algorithm cared about, and that is when the initial surge in real clickbait thumbnails came from. You know, all the boobs, bikinis, all that kind of thing. 
then the algorithm has now changed though. So now it's a balance between thumbnails and then YouTube is like, you know what? Now you also got to have an engaging video because we want people to stay on the platform. So initially that led people to be like, okay, well, damn, we got to, we, we can still have good titles and thumbnails, but I guess now we actually have to make quality content to keep people involved, you know? But this is so pessimistic. <laughs> people have even, but but actually, people have now found yeah, a way to 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 game that part of the system to as well. That, These are yeah. and this is the perfect example. They've realized that actual cooking tips just don't they they don't hold retention because people don't see it and go, wow. If I show you how to actually yeah. make a muffin, you're gonna be like, yeah, cool. I know how to make a muffin. I've seen it people on the back of a box. Surprising. People need yeah. something that makes them go, what wow how did i not know this oh my god what tips are you going to give me next yeah. i can't wait to see the next one and then holy crap that tip video is so good i'm going to now go and watch a bunch of them because every one yeah. of these tips is blowing my mind you know why they're blowing so your mind because they're not real one more that i have to rant on real quick they showed someone okay. tipping a glass of red wine on the carpet and they're like hey you know how you remove red wine stains on the carpet just 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 throw a guess out there do you you know do vinegar or do you get like a spray bottle and rub it gently no they crack open a beer they tip the beer on the wine and then they show the wine rubbing off that is Don't not how time. wine stains work that's not how it works it's just a lie it's so oh my god it's crazy to me it's wild this podcast is elliot's rants on topics of the week <laughs> okay but let me ask you this as a YouTuber and on behalf of other YouTubers, do you think that there is a level of guilt when you, when you clickbait? I would say, uh, when you, when you flat lie in a title and thumbnail, then yeah, like I've, I, I, I would say I, I don't really do them ever anymore, but I've definitely probably done, you know, has like, there been a time when you were like, Oh, I feel like I'm taking it too far with this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There have been a few titles and thumbnails in the past. Not that many. I'd probably say like under 10, like in my entire YouTube career where I've, I've mm -hmm. the video's gone live and I'm like, uh, yeah, people are going to like, people are going to hate on me in the comment section, you know, like, yeah, but for whatever reason, I was like, you know, I made the decision on that video. And I think pretty much every YouTube has done that. Um, yeah. But ultimately... Ultimately, so why why do it? I mean, that ultimately you want your. It's when you get into that mindset of like, I want my channel to grow, I want everything to keep doing well, and to achieve that, I need to get views. Yeah. How do I get views? Good title, good thumbnail. Um, yeah. And when you know you see everyone else doing well, you want to be like staying at that level, and mm -hmm. that's kind of the motivation. Hmm. I think it's an interesting one because while you might feel a level of guilt when you're doing those thumbnails where you know that it's probably taking it too far, I also know how satisfying it is for you guys when you think up a great title and yeah. you know you've got a great thumbnail in mind. And I think for most YouTubers that are at that top end or you know, they're at a, they're really taking a huge amount of pride in their channel, it's not just about the videos that they're creating, but it's about the idea and how they can title and thumbnail it that's also really, really satisfying. And to that extent, I think it's not a bad thing. But I think ultimately, yeah, like my answer and where I think like your answer probably lies on like where is clickbait taking it too far is like does the viewer leave disappointed or satisfied with the video when they watch it? 
so that's what I initially thought my metric for what consists okay. as clickbait is. But no, but but now, like, no, just that last topic we talked about, you know, the five minute crafts yeah. video, I think that adds in that new element, which is um yeah. which is like just factually you know, because there was initially what would make the video element of clickbait a lie was if what happens in the video is not what your title and thumbnail was. But what these videos have introduced is now they can, sure, they can make a thumbnail being like how to make a cupcake in a microwave in 30 seconds, right? And they can show that yeah. in the video. But now people are lying. They're literally changing reality and presenting it as fact. And I think that is now the new level of clickbait to consider, which is that, you know, that is still like, like that's something where sure the title and thumbnail says one thing, that thing happens in the video, but now there's a third level of failure, which is that thing that happens in the video cannot happen. Like that's not real. That's fake. And that, that, that almost, I think is the most damaging because then some poor guy is going to go and spill red wine in his carpet and then go upend a beer on it and be shocked <laughs> when his carpet smells like red wine and beer mixed together and the stain's still there. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're just factually damaging videos. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think long story short, I, I think, you know, cutting out the people who literally make the, like, totally fake content, like Five Minute Crafts, um, you know, I think they're a good example of why YouTube still has to improve on their algorithm a bit and maybe start cracking down on things like this, which are, cause I think it damages the whole platform. You know, if, if someone goes onto YouTube, how to get red wine stain out of my carpet, they go on a five minute crafts video. They see you tip a beer on it. They do it. It doesn't work. Next time they have a problem, they're not going to come back to YouTube for a tutorial because mm. the last one they had, they had a negative experience with that's bad for the whole platform. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, but, but, you know, so I think that's a good example of what areas YouTube needs to work on. I think long story short, that kind of content is just objectively bad. I think when it comes to clickbait, it basically comes down to what you said. You want the audience to have a good experience. You want them to leave the video being like, um, you know, like, I'm glad I clicked. And yeah. Even if sometimes it's not exactly what you were conveying in the title and thumbnail, you know, I think the um, I this glitch got me banned one is a good example, you know, yeah. like that. That's definitely one where I pushed it. Cheeky. I was it's cheeky. It's cheeky. But ultimately, uh, I, I hope people left that video being like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'm keen to hear what people who are watching and listening think. So if you're watching on YouTube, tell us what you think about clickbait content i want to know like who you think are the best slash worst offenders where you're happy with it versus where you're not what you think makes a good thumbnail that you want to click on um yeah definitely tell us in the comments and we will respond but thank you guys for watching another episode of watch time remember to subscribe like follow on whatever platform you're on and we will see you guys next week bye 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.